Hello and welcome to another episode of the Women's History Month series of the Stories of Northern Life. I'm going to share with you a little bit about CJIC and one special lady in particular. So let's get into it. A local television and radio broadcaster no longer seen today was CGIC-TV, which broadcast from 1955 to 2002. The station signed on just three years after the television started, introducing TV to this part of Ontario and Upper Michigan. Those in the UP wouldn't have an American or a local regional station until 1959. For the first three or four years, CJIC-TV, Channel 2, offered live local shows, news, movies, and kinscopes from the CBC. For reference, kinscopes was the only way to record and live performance, because videotape was not yet around. Basically, it was filming a monitor to record. These were very early days in TV history. Not every home had a TV. The homes that did drew in friends, family, neighbors to view and take part in this new technology. And the one lady we are going to talk about today surely gathered people. Everything had to be locally broadcast because there was no network. It wasn't until 1958 that a new microwave system was introduced, meaning live programming was available from coast to coast for affiliate stations. By 1958, CIJC was offering about seven hours of local programming a day. The day started with a ladies' talk show and news at noon. In 1966, CJIC began broadcasting in color, but not everything was in color. Everything wasn't completely offered in the full color spectrum until 1970. I Love Lucy... Ed Sullivan and Jack Benny were the top TV shows in 1955. This should give you an idea of the era in which our female icon stepped in front of the TV camera with her pre-existing experience gained from radio, another trail she blazed as a woman. 68 years later and we are still reflecting on this period of local news and entertainment. Our spotlight personality, who was especially prominent, was Grace Pitt. She worked for nearly 40 years at the station, long enough to become something of a local celebrity. People would even recognize her car driving around town. There are a few people in everyone's lives that leave a lasting impression in their mind. You can recognize their voice or stance in a crowd of people. Grace Pitt was one of those people for the majority of Sault Ste. Marie. She was familiar to everyone, not just women, appearing in their home TVs or coming through radio speakers for over 40 years. She started her career on CJIC radio on Percolator Patter from 10 to 11.15 on Saturdays. She then switched over to television and teamed up with Terry O'Connell, to present Off the Cuff on CGIC-TV from 10.30 to 12 noon. From there, her roles and tasks grew exponentially. She did it all. She was featured commenting on fashion shows. She produced and performed radio and TV commercials. 
she hosted some telethons and a segment called the Winner Circle. She covered significant live events as well. She made lots of public appearances and did so with so much poise. Her list of shows grew and grew. She hosted and co-hosted. Her shows included Grace and Jerry Show, Grace's Calendar, The Grace Pitch Show, Pit Stop, celebrity cook-offs, and other local cooking shows, bringing in local chefs and celebrities, sharing their favorite recipes. Here is an audio clip from the segment of her celebrity cook-off show. Hi and welcome. I hope you're sticking with me because we're having these celebrity cook-off. No prizes, mind you, we do like letters, but my special chef today is going to be none other than Mariner Bill Kernahan. <laughs> Local cooking shows were a thing of the 50s through to the 80s. It was enjoyable to watch people you knew on TV cooking with ingredients local to the area. She even had recipes of the week that were posted on bulletin boards that people could grab and cook each week in their own homes. The Grace Pitt Ladies' Day Show was another popular series. Grace had put over 450 half-hour editions of Ladies' Day covering cooking, sewing, birthdays, weddings, timely talks, fashions, beauty, and so much more. These segments featured guests that would enlighten viewers on trends and the latest in these areas. She would often interview people in all her shows. She had the pleasure of interviewing Terry Fox and other big-time celebrities like Kathy Grant, the later second wife of Bing Crosby, on the set of Anatomy of a Murder. In those days, women in broadcasting was still in its early stages. Just 10 years before Grace, a Claire Wallace in Toronto was credited with being one of Canada's first notable radio female broadcasters. A colleague at CIJC was Hazel Enge. She was credited with being one of Canada's first female weather forecasters. In later years, there were other firsts with women in radio broadcasting and in the newsroom at CGIC. Grace helped set the culture so those other firsts could happen. While broadcasting in its early days was a man's world, and here and there women did women's shows, Grace stepped beyond that boundary of a woman's show and hosted productions with appeal to all audiences. Her pleasant, easy-to-watch, good-humored approach helped make the audience think they were guests in Grace's living room or kitchen. She was easy to like, a person everyone wanted to watch. Grace pioneered not only women in broadcasting, but broadcasting itself. Her local TV shows blazed trails every day with the help of creative people figuring out how to create, stage, and shoot programming using equipment that was new to them and continued to be new as technology quickly evolved. Today's television programming stands on the shoulder of those involved in early days of innovation and creativity that revolved around people like Grace. She made her TV platform available to women who were community leaders aspiring to be, as well as providing support to women's causes and events. Grace's giving contributed significantly to the success of the individuals, as well as success of many community efforts. 
Colleagues praised her presence on set as she ensured that their time at work felt at ease even when little inconveniences or mishaps happen. Guests could be late, TV equipment may not work, the kitchen stove could malfunction, she might even forget to put her microphone on because she was sitting on it. However, no matter what the last-minute challenge came her way, she found a way to overcome it and often turn the challenge into an amusing show highlight. While still maintaining her duties as woman's director, she was appointed sales staff of CGIC Radio. She handled a select list of accounts. She also became a director of programming somewhere along her career timeline. Grace would live to see the end of the station and pass away in 2009, at the age of 81. She lives on through her everlasting memory and many photos and videos of her career. But even being such a big icon, there was very little collected history on her. This podcast came together by searching through photos, videos, public posts on Facebook groups, a few CGI printed documents we have in the collection, her obituary, and reaching out to a few people that were colleagues of hers in her time. Men in the industry are documented quite well, but this female broadcaster does not seem to have the same documentation. Nonetheless, head over to the museum musing page on our website, zoomuseum.ca, S-A-U-L-T-M-U-S-E-U-M dot C-A to see all of the pictures we have of this beautiful woman in our collection and reread some of the info that you just heard. We also have a few video recordings of her shows on our YouTube channel. Just go over to the Sioux Museum on YouTube and they're there for you to watch. She was clearly someone people in the industry as well as local viewers of all ages looked up to and admired. Besides being a natural on air, Behind the scenes, she was a great planner and organizer. Her role was much broader than being a host of a talk show. She later took her organization and planning skills outside of the station, as she was one of the founding members of the Great Tugboat Race, an event that ran yearly from the summer in 1982 to 2015. She acted as chair for several years. Grace Pitt became a constant in people's lives. Someone they knew would be on to entertain, teach them a thing or two in the kitchen, or how to make their life a little easier, or even just help audiences learn about Sault Ste. Marie events and history, and so much more. She brought joy to both the twin Sues each and every day. She was a role model for many women, and she truly lived up to her name, being a grace to work with and to watch. Thank you so much for listening again to another podcast. I'm Mari Morrisuit, the design and engagement lead at the Sioux Museum, your host of this podcast. I've been working hard researching, writing, recording, and producing these podcasts for you all, and I've been having so much fun covering influential female figures in the community, and I'm not done yet. So come back again next week for another female icon in Sault Ste. Marie history. Thank you again for listening, and we are so happy you're enjoying this new medium of sharing our history. Bye for now.